Hello and welcome. You're watching Be the People. I'm Rishika Barua. WHO, the World Health Organization, this week has issued a substandard medicine alert from Iraq for a cough syrup manufactured by an Indian firm, making it the fifth such warning for an India-made drug in the past 10 months. India-made cough syrups have been linked allegedly to the deaths of 66 children in Gambia, 18 children in Uzbekistan last year. In the United States, three children died, and there were eight reported cases of blindness, all linked to an eye drop made in India. Now, India has tested samples of these eye drops and found no contamination. There was a batch of contaminated cough syrups that was then flagged by the WHO in the Western Pacific, and now this substandard batch of another syrup found unsafe in Iraq, where the WHO has said that its use, especially in children, may result in serious injury. or even death now the government had inspected 76 firms across 20 states in march this year and cancelled manufacturing licenses of 18 companies 26 show cause notices were also issued after a two day health ministry huddle in february this year but clearly nothing has changed on the ground the problem has far from been arrested Now in the absence of a central regulator with strong punitive powers India essentially is struggling with central and state regulators working in silos there's a lack of enforcement actions and no consolidated database of blacklisted companies these are some of the big problems that are governing drug regulation in India this is well documented a lot of analysts and critics have written about it now in the monsoon session of parliament the government with the intention to facilitate ease of doing business and invite investment has passed the jan vishwas bill where over 183 provisions across 42 laws have been amended to do away with imprisonment or fines for certain offenses One of the amendments has led to a debate on whether manufacturers of substandard medicines would be let off easy by paying perhaps just a fine instead of imprisonment. On We the People tonight we ask in the light of this fresh WHO alert for an Indian drug the fifth alert in 10 months is this Jan Vishwas law the bill is this law the the law that we actually needed the bill that has been passed that's now going to become a law is this the law that we actually need at the moment to fight this problem joining me tonight dinesh thakur public health activist chinu shrinivasan co convener all india drug action network uh, we have uh, dr gopal dawade president of the drug action forum from karnataka dr subhash salunke former director general health services maharashtra and the indonesia former indonesia who country head Dr Anand Padke an activist of the Jan Swasthya Abhiyan thanks very much to all of you for joining us on we the people tonight i want to begin though uh, by uh, dr dinesh thakur you know i want to first come to you and have a whole host of questions because you've written extensively about this the world health organization has flagged this fifth indian drug in 10 months now the government's carried out inspections licenses have been taken away etc but is this enough to fix the problem Well, I mean, if if um, the actions of the government um, were to fix the problem, we wouldn't have seen a fifth incident, Habi. Clearly, you know, this has been a long-standing issue, right? If you recall, the first incident in Gambia happened in late of late September of last year. We are in the middle of summer right now. We're in August of two thousand twenty-three. It's been a good nine, ten months. So. if you're saying that the government has, has taken some action to try and rectify this why do we continue to see these incidents happen over and over again i mean we've seen gambia we've seen uzbekistan we've seen cameroon we've seen 
um, you know, the Micronesia and Marshall Islands, now Iraq. Why do we continue to see this happen? What does it say about the government's ability to control this? In your book, Truth Pill, The Myth of Drug Regulation in India, you've argued how the regulatory regime has favoured industry at the expense of people. Explain as simply as possible to our viewers tonight the major pitfalls with the Indian drug regulation currently. It's, it's a long-standing problem. The governing regulation in India for our medicines is a prehistoric, pre-independence regulation. It's called the Drugs and Cosmetics Act. That was passed by, you know, by the, the Council of uh, States in India before we became independent in 1940. And over a period of the last 75 years, we've been patching it. You know, essentially, wherever there's a problem, we've been trying to put band-aids. And our focus has largely been, you know, the advancement of the industry rather than, you know, protecting public health of the people. I mean, in that 2019, we had 11 children die in Jammu followed by another child, you know, in, in eight months later. Very little was reported of, of that because, you know, the, the, the ability of the, the local press and the national press to report on these issues is obviously not there. But, you know, you can't control these things when they happen in Gambia. You can't control these things when you happen in, in Uzbekistan or Cameroon. So the point I'm trying to make to you is that the, the regulation and the regulator that is responsible for, um, for, for making sure that, that we have good quality drugs they just basically don't work. And, why, and that's the reason why you continue to see this. I mean, right. I'll just give you a very simple example. Have you read the CAG report that was recently released in 2022? This is report number 17 of the computer, uh, Controller and Auditor General of India. And this talks about uh, the quality of medicines that is dispensed in the central government health scheme. You know who the beneficiaries of the central government health scheme are. Indian Army, retired bureaucrats. Um, you know, many people who essentially enroll in the central government health scheme. This report talks about the fact that in Mumbai, 26 lakhs of bad quality drugs were dispensed to patients. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and in, in Hyderabad, 24 lakhs. Uh, you know, in, in Nagpur, 2.6 lakhs. Where, where was the discussion that, that I, mean, I mean, the people who are beneficiaries of the central government health scheme are actually getting bad quality drugs? Have you read about the recall of these drugs? Have patients been informed that, that, you know, if you're taking blood pressure medication, if you're taking medication right. to control your diabetes, have they been informed that over a period of time you're taking drugs that actually could be ineffective or you, worse? You, you've raised several important points. Then centralization of drug regulation, will that be the solution? Because right now, from what we understand, from what you're saying, every state appears to be just doing its own thing. Yeah, so so the drug regulatory framework in India actually is very fragmented. So if 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 a manufacturer in you know in Himachal or Uttarakhand makes a bad quality drug, and the drug is actually tested in, and and found to be of not of standard quality in in Tamil Nadu, there is precious little that the, the drug controller in Tamil Nadu can actually do about it because they don't have the ability to penalize the manufacturing facility that's located in Himachal. Right, all they can do is write a letter to the Himachal drug controller saying, hey, you know what, we found a batch of drugs that are manufactured by a manufacturing facility within your remit, and these are not of good quality. And, right. you know, the one in the, uh, the drug controller in Himachal basically will get the letter and throw it away because it's not in their financial interest to try and do anything about it. And the Central Drug uh, Control Standards Organization or national regulator is important because it doesn't have the powers to be able to do anything about it. I mean, the least of all, we don't even have a law 
requiring recall when yes. you know fully well that there are bad quality drugs being dispensed Spe- as a part of the national central government health scheme. Right. Okay. Speaking of the new law, this new Jan Vishwas bill that has been passed in Parliament, essentially, you know, many argue that it's going to further dilute punitive action against pharma. Now, the government has clarified that this would apply only to a certain section 27D, which is not of standard quality drugs and misbranded drugs. Do you agree with the government justification? Uh, first of all, you know, this this notion of not of standard quality drugs are not a big problem. Even government's own data actually disputes that. Government's own data, the CDSU survey data says that, that, you know, the biggest problem we have in our country is drugs are not of standard quality. And, you know, they basically poo-poo that, basically saying that's not a problem for us. That's absolutely not true. Second, second let me just give you a couple of examples of the kind of stuff that, that falls within what they call minor issues, Right. At the peak of COVID in Bihar, um, we had deaths uh, in people uh, because they were administered injections of remdesivir that were contaminated with bacterial infection. You know, they had I mean, the, the, the drug wasn't tested for endotoxin. It was uh, a lot as a big investigation done by the mentors, a lot reported about it as well. Those kind of things the government says are minor issues. If people die, it's a minor issue. And they're saying that the minor issue can then be compounded. The, the law, the 27, Section 27D of the Drugs and Cosmetics Act basically says that in the past, there was a deterrent in the law that said that if in a court of law, you're, it's proven that you have, you know, uh, caused bodily harm to people with your product, you were liable to be punished in, uh, to, to, uh, with a prison sentence of one to two years. It was in the old law. What the government did in this in, in 27D with the new Jan Vishwas bill that has been just passed by both parliament, uh, both houses of parliament, is they've removed that deterrent. They basically said right. that now if you pay a monetary fine, you know, you can just basically go home. You don't. The judge doesn't even have to justify why, if the product that you make that causes bodily harm to somebody, that they're not even be held punitively accountable. And that I think is a terrible thing for for our drug supply. You know, several important points that you've made, and thank you very much, Dinesh Thakur, for joining us. I want to just open this up. Uh, Dr. Subhar Salunki, if I can begin by asking you, I think a lot of viewers, including audiences who are here with us in the studios, mostly, uh, you know, all media students, I think the, the biggest question on everyone's mind is, you know, this raises several concerns for all of us consuming any medicine that, you know, how do we know if the medicine that we're eating is safe? I mean, what are the kind of checks and balances in place? It does, in a certain sense, create a sense of panic. What would you, how would you sort of summarize this entire argument that has been made about the safety of drugs in India? I think this is a very uh, serious issue and very sensitive issue also. As you rightly stated, uh, generally, irrespective of whether you are an educated, literate citizen, or an ordinary illiterate uh, person who stays in the villages. Yes. Even the doctors themselves, the entire medical fraternity, also solely depends upon the belief that the system established by the government will ensure that the medicine that I am consuming or I am prescribing is going to be useful for the patient and not harmful for the patient. That is the concept on which we really believe. Otherwise, if we were there to really question for each and every drug, then it will be impossible for the health system of this country to function. Right. But the points that have already been made are indicative that uh, that things are really bad. I mean, situations seem to be really bad. On top of this, 
Now we are saying that okay, first time or you do a minor offence, don't worry, you yes. pay a little bit of fine and go home. Yes. I mean, the the approach itself is uh, 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 there are definitely the uh, schools of thought who will say that okay, we need to expand and enhance our capacity, capability to manufacture good quality drugs. But sometimes right. it happens right. that there are but some you know, uh, there are but some you know, deficiencies. Let's let's also just Chinu Shrinivasan, if you want to come in here, I mean, India has been known as the pharmacy of the world, right? This is a country and economy we're talking about, which has for decades now supplied medicines to developing countries. You know, th- th- there is a certain reputation uh, uh, that uh, that does precede us, doesn't it? What does what does the last ten months in these red flags in the last ten months do to that? Definitely, it has damaged to a certain extent. These, you know, reports which have come from the WHO have started raising doubts not only within India but no, also. My question, India. my so, question was for for Chinu Shrinivasan. Okay. I really do not know why the last ten months have seen so many uh, unfortunate results from various parts of the world. Like any other Indian sensitive Indian, I'm uh, I'm really aghast that uh, many of the medicines made in India hmm. have have got such a bad reputation. But uh, there are there are there, like what, what is a popular saying that if you say something about India, good about India, the opposite is also true. Uh, one thing is we we hardly had a pharmaceutical industry say in 1970, hmm. 300 crores. Today, uh, even at the turn of the century, it was about 16,000 crores. Now today, the turnover of uh, local turnover is 1.67 trillion crores. Uh, local and Export, so this explosion uh, uh, is unprecedented. Yes. In a way, if you want to see the cup is half full, it's a success story. But the explosion, but the regulation hasn't kept uh, kept up with the speed of the explosion. And uh, some of the things said by some of the speakers before, it's true. Uh, but there are so many things needs to be done, and the justice system, for instance, has to be quick, has to be. Uh, uh, it, it cannot drag, drag on, and that is the one of the purposes of uh, compounding the offences, which the Jen uh, what Jen Vishwas bill yes. said. And there is a kind of a sense in uh, bifurcating offences as serious offences and uh, not so serious offences, because there are a lot of serious, not so serious offences, and there's a list in uh, 2008. Uh, uh, kind of uh, guidelines uh, prepared by the DCGI and uh, see it is like this if you are driving a car and you get a parking ticket you'll get a um, uh, bill for, you'll get a fine for say 10 rupees or 15 rupees but if that car goes and uh, sort of dashes against a cyclist uh, you should you should get a bigger uh, offense but you can't say for parking ticket and for you know, uh, hitting the cyclist, you should get this. Yes, you should have the yes. same. We cannot say that. So that is why. You know the uh, other. Right. I think I think you I think you raised a very important point and I want to bring in Dr. Anand Fadke into the conversation because, you know, what Chino Srinivasan essentially argues is that, you know, the growth of the pharma industry in India has been exponential and perhaps the regulation that we have hasn't really been able to keep pace. Is it that simplistic an issue? Not simplistic, but the reality is that regulatory framework is grossly deficient. For example, uh, right from the Marshall Committee, 
you get the data that the number of drug inspectors from uh, in india for example are uh, in actual those who are in place are almost one third to one fourth of what they ha- they should have been hmm. so with this level of gross a very gross uh, uh, deficiency in the number of drug inspectors hmm. leave aside the quality of their work is something which basically tells you that uh, the drug regulatory i'm talking about the fda officials who do, uh, do drug inspection is grossly deficient i come from maharashtra you know whatever data that i have not very latest but again maharashtra is supposed to be a little progressive state but uh, we have uh, we had only one third of what what is needed so i think uh, it is certainly true that uh, the uh, regulatory system is grossly deficient right and uh, even if you change the laws we should certainly improve those or uh, whatever uh, i think that things will not change right. unless you improve your drug regulatory system secondly centralization is not the solution at all okay. we are a basically a federal government uh, the constitution is, basically then- gives us we are but then Listen, doctor but then, then there has to be a there is to be a coordination between central and state government so that speaking, no criminal but speaking doc, doctor gopal dawade do you want to come in here because is there coordination between states i mean you know we just we just heard what uh, what dinesh thakur explained at the very outset about the way regulation in india actually works and there appears to be a complete lack of coordination between states when it comes to you know blacklisting medicines or regulating the sale of medicines that are found to be substandard or even sharing information about medicines that are sub, uh, substandard yeah uh, thank you very much uh, for uh, giving me a chance to speak uh, uh, before we look into the bill i think uh, we should also look into how the uh, what is the indian market now mm-hmm. uh, we have so many irrational and unscientific medicines in the market uh, how does one make an assessment of these unscientific products at all so i think uh, uh the market uh, the all such products which are really a public health menace uh, should be cleared uh, unless that is done uh, uh, we have uh, we will have all these things that are uh, happening in a much more uh, uh, bigger way okay and secondly uh, you know uh, what i would like to support what dr fatke said that uh, i just have this very recent report a news item from uh, a local newspaper which is dated 28th october just right. last year there is 87 percentage of shortage of drug inspectors in in my state of karnataka and they have 696 drug manufacturers 103 cosmetic manufacturers 382 blood banks and 1 lakh wholesale and retail margin so with this market to be regulated by a very small group of drug inspectors is just beyond capacity so i think unless these things are uh, made to put in proper place and shape uh, we cannot assure uh, quality medicines to the uh, All people right. m- members in the audience who have questions as well you had a question go ahead please hand him a mic yeah hello sir go ahead go ahead ask your question sir hamara question ye hai ki sir jo bhi medicine india ke bahar ja rahi hai और उससे जो बच्चों को जो प्रॉब्लम हो रही है और जो उसे कि जुर्माना लग रहा है और उसके बाद लेकिन उन बच्चों को क्या है उन बच्चों को क्या मतलब उनको कोई रिलीफ मिल रही है या कुछ उनसे उनको कोई फायदा होगा ऐसा मेरा क्वेश्चन है ओके 
So, I mean, there's obviously a lot of concern, like I said, about this, the WHO red flags and the data that has been made available. Uh, would any of you like to take that on? Dr. Salunke, would you like to take that on? I mean, you know, how can, is, is there anything that is really being done by our government to help these people? I, I feel uh, I do not have exact information what was the kind of an end, kind of a result of these investigation and how government of India either compensated, assisted yes. or supported the you know countries where this situation has occurred. On the country, I think government of India uh, came out with the saying that where there are not glaring mistakes, that, yes. is, that is the attitude, then admitting that we are going to assist these children will be not very easy. So I personally feel that ultimately and majority of these were poor children. So what happens right. to these uh, children within within the country and outside the country Sh- is the open-ended question. Shino do you, do you, do you believe support? do you believe that a part of the problem is the information black hole? We don't really know what is happening when it comes to something that is relevant to each and every one of our lives? We have one billion population, so actually there will be some deficiency. But if you're talking about information blackout vis-a-vis the manufacturers, who is doing what? And that is not correct. Every uh, state drug commissioner okay. knows uh, who's a uh, who's a good manufacturer in his state, who's not a so good manufacturer. And therefore, uh, you don't need a... Uh, it's not a rocket science to find out who they should go after, who they should monitor. And right. Once monitored, once found out that this person is uh, doing something which is not uh, ethical, I think the punishment should follow. That is where we uh, sort of, uh, partly it's because of the judicial system, anything and everything takes a lot of time, the cases drag on, and that again is a reason for uh, compounding offenses, because if you compound, you can uh, sort of, the person, it's a kind of, uh, you pay the fine, right? and the matter is finished. But you know that's that's the whole that's the whole argument, no, no, right? That's the whole question that we're asking about this Jan Vishwas bill, which is in, going to dilute the criminalization of pharma offences to an extent. Doctor Fadke, do you agree that this bill, therefore, is the one that we need right now? No, I will. I can as a public health person, I can certainly say something. But I think there are more better informed people around. So I think I will take this issue last. Okay, you take this question last. Dr. Dabare, do you want to take this on? You know, this provisions of the Jan Vishwas bill, do you believe that it's actually going to do a disservice to the pharma sector? Uh, I don't think so. I don't feel so. Okay. Uh, Because our own uh, uh, commerce and industry minister, uh, Piyush Goyal, says that Desh Vishwas pe jayega. He said this in the parliament uh, regarding this bill itself. Will this uh, bill bring in any change in what has happened in the last 10 months? Hmm. This bill cannot address those issues that we are trying to tackle because each country should have its own robust drug regulatory mechanism. Right. And and the drug regulatory uh, authorities should be on the toes. You see, there is so much happening in the uh, drug area itself. What about uh, biosimilars? What about gene therapy? It's an an interesting argument that you're actually making because what you're saying to summarize all of this is that, 
you know, we need to have a robust mechanism of drug regulation across states and, you know, perhaps have your central drug regulator with more powers to coordinate between different states. Uh, the Jan Vishwas bill is one, one element of it. How that actually plays out now, uh, you know, where it's taken away uh, punitive action from certain provisions of pharma fraud, how that bill is going to play out in the future is a question that needs to still be asked. But as far as drug regulation is concerned, if the last 10 months in these WHO red flags is anything to go by, we have miles to go to fix what the existing system has to offer. I'm afraid I'm completely out of time on We the People tonight. Thank you all very much for joining us. Good night.